come to the battlefield March, march away Come lose your eyes and live Thirteen pence a day Remember we're soldiers lads Bravest of the brave Come be a soldier lad Then you'll be a slave Stand for the colonel, lad Don't you dare to cry If you're not happy, lads They can flog you till you die That's folk collective The Fugitives with 13 pence from their new album Trench Songs, which takes as its source material lyrics from songs written by frontline soldiers during the First World War, and adds new melodies and musical accompaniment to create something rather special indeed. The album is based on Ridge, a new show by Fugitives co-leader Brendan McLeod, which was due to be performed at the Chan Centre in Vancouver in March, but because of the COVID-19 pandemic, it has now been turned into a feature film. To learn more about the new project, we're pleased to welcome Brendan McLeod and Adrian Glynn from The Fugitives to Folk Roots Radio. I am so excited to be able to talk to you guys today. 
I just love this album. I can't believe how good it is. It is just <laughs> phenomenal. And I have to mention at the beginning that I was interviewing Adrian Glenn earlier this year for his wonderful stripped-down COVID time solo album, Ghostlight Sessions, and he mentioned, oh, well, you know, Fugitives have a new album coming out. It's based on a show that was put together by Brendan McLeod. There's lots to talk about here. I'm going to let Brendan kick things off. Tell us a little bit about the genesis of this project. Yeah, it's a very strange genesis, I guess. Originally, I was supposed to just do a monologue about World War One, like all by myself, which is kind of what I do. I go, I do, it's called monologues, which is just me blabbing on stage for an hour by myself. And then um, because it was centered on the Battle of Vimy and kind of a contemporary recounting of that battle, it was very heavy material. And so about halfway through the process of writing it, I thought about introducing some songs into the project um, to keep the same emotional heft of the project, but not have it be so heavy because, uh, you know, the subject of World War One is just, just a lot of dark things happen to people. And so I was thinking that that would be a good way to kind of ease the ease the, the show on to people. And then when we started writing songs, I took them to Adrian and then he really liked them. And the thing is the lyrics are really beautiful lyrics. And so the whole band, um, the other two are Carly who plays the violin and Chris who plays the banjo. We just got really excited about the songs and then it became a whole, the album became a whole separate project, separate from the show itself. And then the, and then the band got um, more and more involved in the theater piece and movie uh, as, as time went on, just because everyone was just excited about the project. So the, the theater piece was originally to take place in March. The movie itself will be released on Remembrance Day, which is a few days time. The original plan that you were going to be at the Chan Center, you know, to perform the work was everybody going to be involved? The, the the Fugitives band was was that the original plan at that point, or was it going to be more of just you doing the solo stuff? Yeah, by that point the band had been fully involved, so they were going to play the songs live with me on stage while I also did storytelling. But in the movie, I think they're even more present because we wrote a few more songs for the movie and also um, got them involved in reading some of the historical readings that are present in the film so they've taken up more and more space in the project which i think makes sense because music turned out to be quite a big part of the story and a big part of our way back into the lives of soldiers in world war one the whole focus of the story is how do we think about soldiers in world war one given that they're so far from us now as real people with the same passion and desires and dreams and fears as we have right now and how do we human humanize them a bit more and the songs was a big way for us to do that Trench songs itself, I mean, that really refers to these songs that were written by soldiers on the front lines, right? I mean, we're, there's 14 tracks on the album. We're not going to obviously be able to play them all today, but pretty much every one is either a traditional song. I think there's one that where you don't know who actually wrote the lyrics for that. And then the others are actually by people on the front lines, which is, you know, I, I know wartime poets have, you know, got a long history for their ability to tell stories about what's actually going on. But it must have been fairly remarkable for you to be able to go back and, and look at what these people had written. Yeah, well, I, th I think what's also interesting is that some of, the, some of the songs we chose were actually already rewritten by the soldiers. So they were uh, popular songs of the era that the soldiers changed the words to, to, to go from being like a song about love 
to being a song about like if your friend just lost his sight never mind like so satirizing the lyrics of a current pop song to be uh kind of bitter and humorous about the you know the experience they were having and so we we took those lyrics and gave new music to them and then yeah so so there's ones like that there's ones that are some are poems um there's a poet named Patrick McGill, an Irish poet whose work we weren't familiar with. Um, and now we're quite familiar with it because he's incredible. And we, I think we use pieces from maybe three or four of his works um, on this album. Um, so some, some are derived from poems. Some are kind of amalgamations of a couple different songs. Uh, some were found in, in archived Canadian soldiers songbooks that Brendan found online in the McMaster archives. Um, so they came from a lot of different places. One of the things that fascinates me, you mentioned Patrick McGill. When I was researching this, because I was suddenly thought, well, I need to learn more about this project. You can actually find there's a whole website, I think, dedicated to, to, to the works he wrote as a soldier, which, which is, is fascinating. This project really does resonate uh, I'm just curious as to whether, you know, what you think about the, the source material that makes it so relevant to where we're at today. Yeah, I think that there's, so I guess some of the thesis of the, the starting point of the show is that the way in which we recollect is a little bit out of step with actual soldier experience. And I think most people might agree with that, that the way we remember isn't as focused on soldiers maybe as it should be. It's more focused on, you know, they gave their life, they sacrificed for our peace and freedom. But that's really um, a narrative that you can take in a couple of different ways. Uh, and a lot of that, um, you could argue, really bolsters people in positions of power to keep making those same decisions again, to keep putting young lives at risk. And so one of the things that I like about this story is that it goes direct to the source of people who fought that war. And from the lyrics of their songs and some of their letters home, you can tell that one thing that they would want us to remember for sure is that this kind of futility is nonsensical. This is this is a waste of human life and there's no reason to ever do this kind of thing again. So that is very, very clear, especially from their songs. And so I think that's maybe what some people might, um, might resonate with. I should mention that this album is going out on Borealis records. Now this is an album that's beautifully packaged and we do live in COVID times just now. I spent a lot of time on this show talking about, the importance of supporting artists during these difficult times. I mean, we're in the midst of an interview. I'm talking to Adrian Glynn and Brendan McLeod from The Fugitives. But this is a play, a show that Brendan had written that was to be performed in March. Couldn't happen. It's been converted into a movie. But we're at a point where it's really hard for people to actually be able to make a living through what they do. So uh, this is a beautifully packaged album it comes with notes on the songs you get the actual lyrics it's a really fabulous project so i really want to encourage our listeners to to check this out and you know do me a favor buy trench songs by the fugitives it's a fabulous album and i know it's going to be one of my favorite albums of the year let's get back to the music though we started off with 13 pence which is a traditional song can you tell me why you picked this song brendan yeah, well, 13 Pence uh, really is probably one of the, the lyrics wise, like one of the harshest, uh, most brutal, like the lyrics are pretty, uh, uh, 
come lose your eyes and limbs for 13 pence a day. Like it's very just, uh, you're going to die. You're going to die in a horrible way. And you're going to die for a very small amount of money that people in power are going to give you. So it's kind of, it's very protesty and it's very sardonic and very cutting. You know, you could take those lyrics and really make them really aggressive. I think for some reason, I don't remember exactly why we ended up, landed on such a soft song for it, but it just seemed like if you had to take one emotion, resignation and sadness would be kind of the main element that that song kind of gives. And it's also like, if the, since the lyrics are so aggressive, like doing an aggressive melody or something just seemed like it would be too much. Like people really just need to sit with those words. And so I guess that's why it ended up being kind of a soft song. Now, one of the things I love about the album is the fact that you have full-length songs and then you have short songs. I mean, some of them are only around a minute long. I want to go back to the album and play two songs back-to-back. One is Hymn 43, uh, which is track five on the album, goes straight into track six, which is If I Could Turn the Clock Back. Uh, Tell us a little bit about these two. There's a bit of a concept to the album, which, you know, it's almost more for us than it is for the listener, we, we kind of invented a, a narrative arc to give the record a shape. And the, the narrative we had in mind was that these are um, soldiers on furlough. They have to go back to the front tomorrow and they're, they're in a, a barn and they're sort of having a party. And so it has the arc of almost a party. So, so there's kind of a, a song of when they would maybe be eating and then a song where they'd be partying and a song where they'd be kind of like passing out and then, and then the dawn comes and they sort of start to get their stuff together to go off. And you wouldn't listen to this record and be like, oh, that's what's going on. That's the story. It was more to give us a shape to work within. And that's where these little in-between songs uh, uh, came in. Um, they, they kind of just, they, they provide some kind of tissue between the other tunes, little bridges. Um, there were other little pieces of, of lyrics that we had found that we really liked and, um, and we just wanted to include those and we just, yeah, we thought it gave the album some connective tissue. So hymn 43 is, is a hymn and that's just one of the little in-betweeners that Chris sings really beautifully. And then Turn the Clock Back was uh, one of the little songs we found in one of the so- uh, Canadian Soldiers songbook. This is the one that's kind of the most sentimental, I guess. It just, you know, almost seems like it, it would probably was a pop song at the time. Um, and it's just, you know, about missing home and stuff and uh it just kind of took on a a little bit of a a life with with a couple different violins and things like that when peace like a river attendeth my way when sorrows like sea billows roll whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well, it is well, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well, it is well, it is well, it is well. If I could 
of joy And all those blissful moments ever dear A dream of all the hours that could be ours If I could turn the clock That's The Fugitives with him 43 and If I Could Turn the Clock Back, two tracks from their wonderful album, Trench Songs. It's just been released. There is also a movie that comes together with this album. It's going to be released on Remembrance Day and we'll be talking a little bit more about how you can actually get to see that because it will be available online from Remembrance Day. I got to say, Trench Songs is a fabulous album. I'm so pleased to be joined by Brendan McLeod and Adrian Glynn from The Fugitives. It's just a real pleasure to be able to, to talk about this project. So we talked about the genesis of the project, the fact that it was originally going to be a show, then it's turned into a movie. But when you decided to record the album, that actually, I think, happened during the pandemic as well, didn't it? Yeah, I think we hadn't initially planned to to make this record this year. We had thought of making just a, a you know, a song, a, an album of original songs, but the pandemic came down and often our process for making an album is Brendan and I are the songwriters and then we will just bring in whatever we can think of. So if you listen to our last couple albums, you'll hear a gospel choir, you'll hear a brass section, you'll hear, you know, a string quartet um, because, you know, we would just think of the things that we wanted on any particular song, we'd bring it in. And because it was covid you know, we we had to bubble with our our regular uh, touring bandmates to make the record. And I should mention that you know the, the fugitives is is sort of a collective with Brendan and I at the center. 
but certainly in the last couple of years, Chris Soon, the banjo player, and and Carly Fry, the violin player, have become our our mainstays. And so this has been our most kind of cohesive record in terms of of making a record with our touring act because um, they were super involved with it. And so it was the four of us bubbled, and we basically. Because of COVID, we didn't want to bring in a whole bunch of other musicians. So we just stuck to only the four of us, except that we did bring in um, two percussionists uh, for a day. But otherwise, it was just the four of us. And it was kind of great to have that limitation because it meant working with the instruments that we could play and had at our disposal, or in some cases couldn't play. I think Brennan played ukulele for the first time ever on the record. Um, We had to work within those limitations. And I think that was a really good thing for us to do because we've come out with an album that sounds the most like our live show sounds, which I think is a really great thing. And, uh, and it just has, a, it has, in the spirit of the record itself, it, it has a spirit of camaraderie because we were all pulled together in this, in this tough time. We felt very fortunate to be able to be in a studio making art in, the, in these really tough times. And, there, and I think that spirit of camaraderie kind of comes through in the playing and, and it certainly fits the theme. So. Well, it's funny because, you know, when I was listening to this, the the albums that I started to think about were Jamie Stone's uh, Lomax Project's albums, you know, the, the, oh, right. the Lomax Project and also the Folk Life album that, that came after that. It has that wonderful feel. I love the mix of voices here because uh, you all sing on this album, right? Um, yes. There's songs that uh, Carly is featured, and I think you mentioned earlier that uh, Chris is also featured as a, yeah, uh, as a vocalist right, yeah. on this album. So it, it is... I can't speak highly enough about this. It's just a beautifully put together. You worked with Tom Dobrzanski on this. Does he work with you regularly? I've worked with Tom my last solo album, uh, or two solo albums ago, More Light Than No Light. That was with Tom, Tom Dobranski. And then we, we, the Fugitives had recorded one song with Tom a couple of years back. He's just, he's just a phenomenally talented and very easy to get along with guy. And so we... Um, yeah, we'd been wanting to do a full record with them for a while. Well, you've done a, an absolutely fabulous job. I want to get back into the album and play another couple of tracks back to back. That's After Loose and The Next Man Who Dies. These, again, short song going into a longer song. And this one is, I think, an a cappella song, right? The, the Next Man Who Dies. Tell us a little bit about putting these on the album. This is the moment, if we're going to use that narrative, uh, this was the kind of the moment uh, right before they go to bed. So they had a bit of a drinking party song before After Lose. And then that was kind of our bridge into, we were just imagining that the vibe might be something like, you know, you, uh, you, you have a few drinks, you're with your friends, you're having a good time. And then you kind of come down and you remember where you're off to the next day. And so Next Man Who Dies is actually written by W.F. Thompson before the First World War. But um, word is like, it's, it's kind of like that uh, Leonard Cohen Hallelujah thing. There's like 50 verses or something. So you go online, there's quite a few verses for Next Man Who Dies. So we just picked... Um, yeah, four verses that kind of resonated with us and uh, decided to make an acapella. It was pretty much acapella as soon as we read the lyrics, you know. I think I sent like original melody to Adrian on my voice recorder and then Adrian was like, yeah, I like the verse, I don't like the chorus, here's a different chorus or something like that. And so we both went with that vibe right away. Um, After Lose is just a quick Patrick McGill uh, poem again. So he was in the Battle of Luce and uh, he was injured. And so uh, it's pretty... Uh, it's a it's it's part of a longer poem, but it's a pretty harrowing poem, and it's even more harrowing when you realize that uh, you've been fighting in that battle and was injured. 
Yeah, no, I, and they go so well together. I mean, the lead-in is beautiful, which is when I was listening to it today, I thought, well, I got just got to play these two together. It just seems such a natural fit to do that. Great. It took a lot of thinking, so I'm glad that it resonates with some people because, you know, some people don't listen to albums as full things anymore, so it's nice when someone does. The sounding rafters and the walls around are bare As they echo to our laughter Would seem that the dead were there Time was we frowned on others We thought we were wiser then But now let us all be brothers For we never may meet again so stand your glasses steady This world is a web of lies Then here's to the dead already And hurrah for the next man who dies Cut off from the land that Laura Betrayed by the land we find by the land Good men have gone before Good have gone before And only the dull left behind only the dull left Here's an behind. end to this mournful story For death is a distant friend So here's to a life of glory And a laurel to crown each end So stand your glasses steady this world is a web of lies Then here's to the dead already And hurrah for the next man Then stand your glasses steady This world is a web of lies Then here's to the dead already And hurrah for the next man who dies and hurrah for the next man who dies. That's The Fugitives with After Lose and The Next Man Who Dies. It's from their wonderful new album. It's entitled Trench Songs. It's out now on Borealis Records. And I got to tell you, this is going to be one of my favorite albums of 2020. Absolutely no question. The musicianship is fabulous. You know, I, I got to say, I, I realize that I have... Adrian Glynn and Brendan McLeod from The Fugitives with me and there he is probably burning because I'm just going to say I have always loved what they've done. I think this is their fifth full-length album and everything they do is incredibly creative and incredibly interesting and I just love this whole concept of the folk collective. You know, they are doing such special work 
this album is so good. I want to really encourage as many of you as possible to buy a copy because I know that the artist involved would really appreciate that. This album is now out. I mentioned Adrian and Brendan are a special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. I got to ask you guys, you know, the album's out. The movie is just about to be released. Can you tell us a little bit about the movie? Yeah. Um, so the movie was, because of the pandemic, the original show was uh, kiboshed or postponed. And I will say this about the Chan Center. They've really re-detailed their entire outfit there they've um they were like okay well we're not going to be able to do theater for like a year so they really outfitted it with a great video team my girlfriend works at uh shaw and when she read the script with me she was like well if you're gonna we were originally going to go in and shoot it as this live stream of just like oh i was going to be on stage and then the band would perform the songs it would be very kind of stereotypical and she spent a lot of time in theaters for months at a time and she's gotten to know them a lot better than i know theaters and she was like you know did you ever think about um doing one of the monologues like under the in the basement or one of the monologues like up in the motors room or one of the monologues backstage and she was just thinking that the visual metaphors could work really well with that and then so I rewrote the script to kind of be shot monologues and the songs in different parts of the theater so when people go to see the movie they're not just seeing a live stream of you know me doing a me doing a monologue on a stage uh, it's really it is a very much a feature film and it was shot beautifully and the chance center really stepped up so uh yeah we're really really pleased with the result i see it on the big screen the other night because they had they had just a one day showing of it at the cinematech theater in vancouver so brandon's in ontario but uh the the rest of us the three of us fugitives we got to go see it on the big screen which was pretty cool i've never seen brandon's head so big it was like 20 <laughs> feet high well, you've seen it like uh, figuratively that big, just not, never literally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Do Do you think in some ways that it's given you something that's even more special? You know, the fact that it couldn't be the stage show it was planned to be, and now it's the this movie? I mean, you know, we're all looking for, you know, good things to come out of the pandemic and, you know, and 2020 generally. You know, it does seem to me that the, the, this has turned into be a, a fairly unique project and despite the fact that you couldn't perform it live, maybe this is a better way to actually bring it forward for people? It feels that way to me. It's like, yeah. Because we, we'll still get to do it as a theater show at some point. And so this is just an incredible bonus. And it, and it lasts forever. Like, as, as someone who's done a lot of theater, one of the frustrating things is it's so temporal. You know, you, you do this sh- show for two months or something, and poof, it's gone. So this is, I, I don't know... I, I'm sure you agree, Brendan, but it's so cool to to have something that's just going to last forever. Nah, I hate it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's phenomenal. Like, on the more practical side, the Chan, I mean, people will see in the theater uh, when they watch the, the movie, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful theater. And to be able to shot, shoot over there, in there for three days, I mean, in real life, when the pandemic's not happening, you just don't get a theater that size, that beautiful to just go run around in for three days. So one of the good things about the pandemic from this perspective is that the theaters were just empty and sitting there. And so we had time to use it as a creative space. And so that is, yeah, I mean, you know, pandemic still sucks, but that was that part of it was a blessing. It certainly is an amazing theater. I, when I was checking out the pictures, and I, I also should mention to people that there are a couple of videos already available, which we're going to, you know, put on the website for people to check out. Do those videos actually come? I mean, one of them is in, in the dressing room. I think there's a beautiful version of the next man who dies. 
uh, shot in the dressing room that I just love that. It's an absolutely fabulous video. There's also a beautiful version of a song that we're not actually going to be playing at the moment. We might squeeze it in later, and that's Take Me Back to Old Ontario. Is that actually part of the movie itself? Yeah, both of those videos are, are taken directly out of the out of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, another, like, we were certainly incredibly fortunate to get the chance in. Uh, there was a lot of, like, just kind of luck with this project. Uh, the the director of the piece who had taken over kind of doing, Chan, the Chan had hired someone to do video because of the pandemic, and they wanted to film the concerts that they were going to have. His name's Mike Southworth, and he happens to be a guy in Vancouver who has directed a lot of music videos. It's It's actually strange that neither me as a solo artist or the fugitives have ever had ever done a video with him because everyone else I know in the music scene here in Vancouver has done a video with Mike at some point and they're always fantastic. He's also a musician himself and he has experience directing music videos. So that means he has a really good sense of, you know, how to direct music, how to capture musicians live and all that kind of stuff. So that was super lucky. And then the, the director of photography, a really talented guy who I worked with on a movie last uh last year, two years ago, called Volition. He's just one of the best cinematographers that we have out here. And him, his name is Byron, him and Mike happen to be really close friends. And they just happened to both be uh, the two that ended up working on this project. And so there's just so so many lucky things that contributed to this. And it, yeah, it really worked out. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's an absolutely fabulous project. We will put the link on the website from Remembrance Day, you will be able to go to the Chan Center website, follow the links, buy a ticket to watch this movie virtually. And it's 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 fabulous. You mentioned, again, Adrian Glynn and Brendan McLeod are our special guests on Folk Roots Radio today. You mentioned that once this is all done, it may go back to being a stage show. Yeah, that's the hope. I mean, it's just really hard to predict the future right now or when these, these like theater will ever come back or it'll be a year or nine years or whatever. But uh, yeah, our intention is to definitely play it again, to have it be live. I mean, we'd still like to uh, uh, finish that part of the creative vision of it because we haven't executed that part yet. And I think some of these songs, like they certainly don't sound out of place in a, in a fugitive set. In fact, uh, Take Me Back to Old Ontario, we had already been doing last summer. That's the the kind of oldest in quotes uh song that we uh, that's the one we worked on first so we were already playing that last summer and it worked great it just like worked really nicely in the set so so it can totally just fit into a set but but yeah it could be cool to do just the album trend songs as its own thing or or maybe you know there might be a way a thing where we do the theater show and then do a fugitive set like there's a lot of different options i could see been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today again Trench Songs is out. It's on Borealis Records. If you want more information on The Fugitives, head to fugitives.ca. I wanted to thank Adrian Glynn and Brendan McLeod for joining us on the show today. I am certainly looking forward to seeing how this album does at awards time because it deserves to be heard as much as possible, as well as that movie, which I am definitely looking forward to seeing. We're going to finish with another track from the album. We're actually going to play Where Do We Go, Boys, which is, you know, it, it's funny because I sit here and say, oh, it's got, it's got a wonderful rousing feel to it, but an incredible serious subject matter at the same time. So tell us a little bit about why you chose this one. So this one is a bit of an amalgamation. Uh, 
the the verses are from an old tune of the time I think called Old Fashioned Town and then there's a bit of Patrick McGill in there because we, we just love Patrick McGill this isn't actually part of Ridge the movie but for the album we we felt like we needed the rousing moment but I think the vibe of it is how do I put this when you're going through a really tough time and and it's almost like you celebrate out of desperation because you just you just want to feel good. And I think that was sort of the vibe we were going for with this song. What I like about this song is that you don't imagine a World War One album having a very uplifting uh, drinking song in the middle of it. But it was part of the thing to see the entirety of the experience. And when you read all the lyrics of these songs, a lot of them have, uh, you know, funny jokes in them, mostly very dark humor. Uh, it's just people's ways of coping. And so I think it was important to us to have a couple, like just a upbeat feel because um, from everything I read in correspondence from soldiers, like they, I mean, that was one of the biggest things about it is that they formed such strong friendships with each other. So uh, we wanted to kind of give them, give that a place to breathe in, uh, in some of the songs. This is the fugitives with where do we go boys from their wonderful new album, trench songs, Adrian Glynn, Brandon McLeod. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Again, please check out this album. And please check out the movie. Go to the website. You can find the links. And guys, I really, I'm looking forward to seeing this on stage one day. It would just be absolutely yeah. fabulous. We, we can't wait to do it. Very nice of you to have us on. Thanks so much for your interest in the project. Yeah, thank you. There's an old-fashioned house in an old-fashioned street in a quaint little old-fashioned town. There's a street where the cobblestones harass the feet as it straggles up hill and then down. And though to and fro through the world I must go, my heart while it beats in my breast. Wherever I may roam to that old-fashioned home, I'll fly back like a bird to its nest. Burn a light in the night. Keep the fire burning still Till I make it back home In that old-fashioned house In that old-fashioned street dweller Dear little old-fashioned pair I can see their two faces So tender and sweet And I love every wrinkle that's there but I love every mouse in that old-fashioned house the street that runs uphill and down Each stone and each stick, every cobble and brick In that quaint little old-fashioned town Burn a light in the night, in the night
And we're not done yet. This is the song that we talked about in the interview, but we didn't manage to squeeze in. We're going to give it to you now. This is The Fugitives with the fabulous Take Me Back to Old Ontario. Take care, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Fighting for a flag he thought was right And as he lay there dying His comrades gathered near To listen to the last words that he'd say He raced up on his arm Looked off towards the west Watched the setting sun fade fast away As he lay back on the ground A tear bedimmed his eye Those who gathered round heard him say Take me back to old Ontario Where the sun does ever shine Where the tall and stately maples Bear their branches to the sky Take me back to old Ontario Where my dear old mother lies Take me back to old Ontario Lay me by my mother's side It was in a southern city Where the streets were paved and hot A ragged newsboy trudged from day to day And his cheeks were thin and pale His head was tired and hot his thoughts were of his old home far away And he dropped down on the doorstep And he there fell fast asleep In dreamland and he wandered back again As a passerby drew near He stopped to watch the lad And heard him whisper faintly this refrain Take me back to old Ontario Where the sun does ever shine where the tall and stately maples Where their branches to the sky Take me back to old Ontario Where my dear old mother lies Take me back to old Ontario Lay me by my mother's side Take me back to old Ontario, lay me by my mother's side.